Oi, Kana. I was really sad whenever Steve Irwin cocked it. He cocked it. Oh, man. This, I, the idea was to pay tribute to Steve Irwin, not to make fun of his death. He cocked it. And he what no ch- chippy. Is this an Australian voice? This week, the M word stands for morbid. It's the M word! Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast by millennials. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. Oi, I'm your Lone Star Down Under millennial, Kyle. Hey, well, just two Down Under millennials trying to solve each other's dingo problems, and hopefully one day the dingo of a generation. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing much better now that we are cultural, and this racist accent will be. Uh, uh, there's a I'm reason so for it. I'm so upset we decided to do this. I'm so upset that, <laughs> that this is the decision that was that was made to try an accent. I feel like I'm on a talk show in like the racistest part of American history. Well, like you, I, f- you know what I mean. I do, but I, my accent I think is a celebration because it does sound like Australia had sex with New Zealand and waved at Japan, and that's kind of where my accent is coming from. And I, I think it's a, uh, it's a celebration. Celebration is definitely a good word for, like, Independence Day, uh, for for Christmas or Hanukkah, um, for killing a rat that's been tormenting your house for weeks. What yes. you did yeah. deserves not that. Maybe. It depends, I guess. Well, historians will decide, I think. We'll, we'll let the good eyes of history... Decide. Can I tell you one more phrase? I know we were talking about this before the show because I was looking up Australian phrases. But uh, I tell you what, you're no flaming gala, which is an insult used to describe a fool or an idiot. So we're, I'm learning flaming all the Australian. Gala? A flaming gala. A flaming gala. Oi! <laughs> it's a flaming Kyle, gala. How was your week? Oh, I'm I'm doing okay. I finished my biography on Ben Franklin. I didn't write one. I was reading one, so it's kind of right. less impressive. I finished my autobiography on <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. I look at me. I look at me. I'm Ben Franklin now. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been trying to live as if Ben Franklin would, but in the 21st century. Yeah, and it's really difficult. Yeah, it is. And sad news: I now have gout and kidney stones because that he had that a lot. Because I think all he ate was venison. So. Oh, That's that'll what, do it. That'll do it. Connor, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, also playing a lot of Fortnite lately because I'm a millennial and that's how we live now. So Fortnite turned a year old and there's like this whole big thing in the game where I was dancing around birthday cakes in the game. It was very exhausting. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm not playing Fortnite. Uh, I've been working. I've been reading his Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy very very good book. I don't know if I said this in the last podcast. I'm just kidding. Of course I said it in the last podcast. Very good book. Work, worth a read. I'm going to send it to you. Um, other things in Connor news. I've been reading the news. Very excited for a possibility of a Democratic takeover of the Senate. Oh, that's uh, not going to happen. I mean, of the House. Sorry. There you go. Um, yeah, Senate, not so much. And yeah, I've been trying to read the news more lately, trying to see it from a more critical eye, so I'm getting more informed. Um, also... 
that's it. That's that's where it's been going on. Not too much uh, going on this week because uh, we have a very, very special uh, announcement that we'll say after we address <laughs> our viewer question. Yes, we. Um, I want to pull up an email. This is says hello professionals which by the way if you're going to send us an email like this by far is the best question we've got because it started with hello professionals and i really think that gives us the deference that we are due finally the deference due next time if you can address us as grandmasters grandmasters are also poopa i we also go by poopa um so our <laughs> also also gurky can you gurky, call us, you can call us poopa gurky. and gurky and we're like a fun sitcom set in the 60s um no so this listener says hello professionals as a millennial i'm often told how i am part of the issue that is ruining most of the world's issues what can i do to quit killing tv movies cars the global economy sex etc it's really frustrating that everything i touch i am helping to kill thank you a frustrated millennial man oh man do i completely sympathize and empathize with you a frustrated millennial now i don't want to throw you out there but you did misspell millennial so but only once you spelled it right the other place no but but honestly the fact that you spelled it once right is props to you because since starting the podcast i have had to learn how to spell millennial uh i did not know prior well and that's another thing we don't talk about enough millennials are killing spelling just by the name alone, because millennial is a really hard word to spell. So true. Not enough emojis. Um, so this one hit, hit stri- struck deep in my little bore heart because a couple of years ago, I was introduced to the idea that uh, what we are eating is like complete trash and like what veganism is and, and what vegetarianism is and uh, realizing what we're doing to the planet and just being alive in general is pretty shitty. Right. Like what we do just by being humans is terrible. Uh, so we try to do things that limit the, the amount of terribleness that we end up doing. And I, I, Kyle, feel free to interrupt, but I'm just going to keep on. Connor, because Connor. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. interrupting. First Thank of all, you. the thing you said was really stupid because everybody's been killing the world in which you said. Everybody's been doing that for oh, like yeah. a billion years. No, this, this was, no, yeah, it definitely wasn't a millennial-only deal. Now, we are killing everything we touch, and that's a problem, mostly because everything we're touching is really old. And I think that, that you, we need to accept this. You know, if BuzzFeed was around in the 1920s or the 1910s, it would have just like said like the BuzzFeed boy out on the street. He'd be like, extra, it'd extra. Be called, sorry, it'd be called Buzz Scroll. Thank you. Because it'd be on a scroll instead of on a uh, newsfeed. I said 1920, not 920. Let's try uh, that buzz, again. Buzz paper. Buzz paper. Oh, extra, extra. Read Get all the about it. The cars are killing all the horses. Goddamn millennials, probably, because they were kind of around. They were. The, no, they yeah, weren't. Exactly. They weren't. 19, Hold on. I, I was getting centuries and millennia mixed up. Anyway. Right. Um, Damn. But this, if BuzzFeed was around back then, they would have been like, they're killing everything. They're killing wooden houses. They're killing, you know, the East Coast. And they're killing um, uh, smallpox. We, we're losing smallpox. And it's like, come on. These are old things. They need to die. And I think we need to accept our role in killing old things. Slightly more serious note on top of the fact that we're killing things. I was I came across an article that was talking about just that. Um, it was like some 
discussion of like ethics and philosophy because people are feeling terrible about what they're doing and because of the fact that there's not a way for you to truly not negatively impact the planet because you are a human that has to utilize uh, resources and even though you could try to do things that are ethical the fact that where you were born in certain areas can mean that you are inherently created by uh, situations that are unequal. So like being born in the United States, I have benefited off of people that might not have been treated ethically or probably weren't be just being in America, like founded on, on the backs of, of slaves. We can't say that, Oh, I'm, I'm completely ethical in the way that I live my life or the way that I was came into this world, but I can make decisions on the day to day that do put me more in a ethical place that that does at least push me in the right direction know what i'm saying connor are you okay i'm fine it seemed like you were kind of projecting because i don't i mean he just said it's really frustrating i don't think you know this frustrated millennial was really having a kind of existential crisis dilemma yeah i think if are you okay i am hoping that most people are having existential crisis because i am all the time kyle and if the world isn't just like me what the hell What's is the, point? The, the world for, you know? What's the, exactly. Speaking of the world, also, thank you so much, a frustrated millennial. You can also send your emails to us, and we will tell you more about that at the end of the show. But, uh, segue again, speaking of the world, we have a world international planetary kind of solar system summit going on on this podcast this week. Yeah, we, uh, we brought over two of our favorite Dusty Boys from... The But Yeah podcast. The but two Aussies, yeah. Zeb and Eamon, are are going to join us very very soon. Yeah. So you know what? Let's just throw it th- throw it over to them. We recorded this in the past. That's why it's not like super smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Bye. Bye. Good luck. Past. Kyle. Oh, also shit. What? Polar bears are really cool, aren't they, Kyle? Oh, polar bears. Oh no. Did I? Oh yeah. Sure. Polar bears are super cool, huh? Wow. Polar bears. Did we talk about polar bears? <laughs> Speaking of polar bears rebelling against the crown, we have two wonderful guests with us today on this beautiful episode, and we are so excited to welcome to the first M-Word International Millennial Summit, um, Eamon and Zeb from the But Yeah podcast. Hello. Hey. It's me. I'm here. That's that kind of enthusiasm we want. That's the the things we're just crossing oceans to contact each other, and it's a beautiful thing. How are you guys doing today? Because it is the day over there. It is. It's Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's or it's, it's just any generic day. It could be it any is. day. I don't know, but uh, it's a great day because I've got a pizza in the oven waiting for me after this, and so Ooh. things are looking up. I'd say. You're giving us quite the time crunch to make sure that your pizza does not burn because of our <laughs> rambling podcast. Going to have some environmental factors keeping in place. <laughs> We're so excited to have y'all on the show, mostly because it's a completely, y'all exist in a different hemisphere, and we don't think about that enough. In America, we kind of central under the American hemisphere, which is what we call the Northern Hemisphere. And the Southern Hemisphere is just kind of there. We don't really know what to do with y'all. But we we need to recognize that y'all are humans too. Y'all are just millennials living this life with us. and um, Just in the upside down. The upside down. The original upside down. <laughs> so, um, Connor, I think 
we need to we need to solve a problem with with these guys and i think you have our first problem that we need to solve in yeah, urban we, dictionary corner yeah we haven't been to this corner in this a long time and it's getting a little dusty so we wanted to dust off those cobwebs and dig into the deep sockets of our brain so we can finally rediscover the truth of this really dirty word that we're going to we're going to renew rebrand and and go uh, go vintage and other other really fancy words. We're going to take the word sleepover and make it cool again, right? You want to say, hey, you want to come over to my house? I'm having a sleepover. Er, wrong. You're a freak. We're not playing those <laughs> games anymore. We're trying to come up with a better way to to talk about sleepovers. Um, well, I guess actually, unless- fir- first we probably should make sure, is that like a common phrase that y'all use in Australia? Like when you were kids, it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to my friend's house for a sleepover. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah, also yeah, yeah, sure. where we lived, if you wanted to go anywhere, you kind of had to sleep there. <laughs> so oh. like, it was kind of just what you did. If you wanted to visit your friend, it had to be, they're going to make you dinner. You're probably going to stay there for the next three days while the floodwaters go down. And then <laughs> and maybe you'll come home one day. But yeah, right. sometimes a sleepover <laughs> is just your life. He's like 60% joking. <laughs> it does, y'all are making it sound like some vampiric society right. where it's like, oh, it, the sun is setting. We can't be outside. You have to sleep over now. Right. That's when the monsters come out. See, it's not just a sleepover. It's a... It's a, we're taking you in. Hey, can you guys take me in hmm. for the next? Like just, I, I need, I need a house. I need a house and shelter. I need, I need safety from, <laughs> from the coming night. Yes. I do actually have two spare rooms right now. I'm trying to get housemates into. So if you just want to come live in one of them. Wow. That'd be very convenient. Well, you haven't started off the tourism ad as, you know, stellarly as we, the tourism <laughs> board of Australia would probably want. <laughs> but so so Akai, no 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 wait wait go back we just we just got an opportunity it's we just got the Hogwarts letter of Australia Hogwarts two letter of Australia. rooms <laughs> they're ours he just said it can I also bring an owl if I move in with you Eamon? Uh well you'll just be adding to the number of owls already <laughs> in the room so <laughs> that's fine as long as they get along with all the other owls yeah we, exactly. We Okay, so so for y'all, it's not always a sleepover. It's sometimes it's just survival. Okay, so but the phrase exists. Y'all have sleepovers, but as teenagers or as adults, if you wanted to like crash at somebody's house, you wouldn't say sleepover. You'd be forced to use a term like, "Oh, hey, let me hang out for like you know a good nine hours, eight hours, and maybe let's all be subconsciously unconscious. That'd be great." <laughs> let's hang out. I'm not awake though. Yeah, Yeah. that's most of my friendships. If I could start that from the beginning, that would just be great. Listen, I really want to be with you, but I don't want to have any social interaction. I want to do the things that I do alone, but together. I think that's what all friendship really is. If you think about it, our our conscience gets in the way of a lot of relationships. And if we could just kind of get rid of that and just work with that subconscious, get in that dream state, that's what... That's I'm pretty sure that's what Inception was about. So, <laughs> so yeah, taking that back, maybe instead of us rebranding sleepovers, we reinvigorate the term because people aren't sleeping over enough anymore because they're so afraid of what the the connotation is. 
especially if uh, of us old boys. If I said I'm sleeping over at Kyle's house, what's going on? That's a gay relationship. Which, totally fine with that, but also, maybe I just want to sleep with people. Like, not the not that way. I want to have sleepovers. I want to have sleep with people. I just want to sleep in proximity. I want to sleep with people. You want to hear the worst thing that happened to me, like, a month ago? I don't know what was going on, but I was in, like, a really fun mood at work, and one of my leaders was just in the room, and we were, like, chatting about sleepovers, can't remember why, and off the cuff I said, Noosh, when are we going to have a sleepover? (laughs) And I immediately said, that was super inappropriate. I didn't mean that at all. (laughs) To be fair, when you say leader, because when you say leader, it does sound like you're a part of some sort of communist party. You're talking about the manager of the store you work at. Whenever I talk to the... Connor thing. (laughs) No, no. because Connor, you did say, I went up to my leader. and I went up to my Grandmaster Dragon, and she was not into it. You told your manager at work that you that when are y'all gonna have a sleepover? <laughs> I don't. I so one thing I was reading about Australian culture was that you guys are really informal, right? Is that accurate? Are you guys generally informal? Yeah. So I like to take that a step a step above. You know, I like to go completely comfortable, completely close, completely anti-formal, complete. The exactly just get the clothes, rip the pants off, just like right immediately. Here's who. Here's me. Accept it. You are me now as well. Yeah. <laughs> this. Okay. Now you know, guys. We're getting away from the plot. Sleepovers. <clears throat> Other than the fact that Connor wants to sleep with his manager. So sleepovers. How? What's a better word? We have to. And so before we kind of go forward in the past when we were in urban dictionary corner, the idea was that we made up a new word that we could add to urban dictionary.com or urban dictionary.co.au, which is Australia <laughs> internet. I think I made that up. Is that right? Did I do that right? No, it's .com.au. Perfect. I got it down, down in one. I say, so we need to make up a word or phrase that we can add to, you know, the lexicon of humanity. And I think that's a noble cause that we're prepared for 100%. Okay, well, if we think about sort of the timeline of words that people use as they grow up for staying over at people's places, it starts out with, I guess, baby shower before you're even born. Everyone's having a cool hang in your honor. And then you sort of grow up and eventually... Um, you're being looked after by grandparents or whatever. I don't know what you call that. But eventually it gets to sleepover. And then from there, it goes to land party. (laughs) And then after that, there's this big gray space. And at the end of it, it's potluck. That, yeah. And everyone's bringing a dish and they're too sleepy to go home. There is swinging somewhere in there. Yeah, swinging does happen before potluck. Uh, Zeb is right. So if we can get somewhere between land party and potluck... Yeah. Well, here's here's the. I think you know what it is. I think it's involuntary sleepovers. Okay. Oh yeah, that's an interesting. Did y'all ever have to do a sleepover with somebody that like your parents made you sleep over at their house? No, that our parents would not want us to go anywhere because of how much effort it would take to drive a car on a dirt road <laughs> thirty minutes away to a friend's house. No, no, of course not. Yeah, no, you had to beg for that shit. <laughs> you, had to, you had to earn it. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be stereotypical and an American, you know, ignorant, ignorant person. Do y'all have in Texas, we can ride horses, you know, when we live out in the country and world, do y'all ride kangaroos, which I assume is the other, like the equivalent. They're too fast. Okay. 
They're too Just fast. Can't catch They're too them. free. They have the pouch though, right? So it's like built transportation. They punch you. <laughs> if you get near a kangaroo, they'll punch you. <laughs> so kangaroos are just angry horses of Australia. Oh yeah. man. And if you if you look yeah, at one yeah, from yeah. a distance, it's a lot of time a kangaroo. And you say, Oi, it'll say, I'll fucking punch you, mate. And you're like, Oh no, I'm not going near him. Man, that would be terrifying. I don't know if you you guys I've obviously I'm sure seen kangaroo Jack if I if I heard an Australian accent come out of a out of a kangaroo <laughs> then I would have an unvo- involuntary sleepover on the dirt road. <laughs> Honestly, Connor, you saying that makes me actually become like more fearing of a kangaroo that like spoke Spanish. If a kangaroo spoke in an Australian accent, I'd be like, okay, I expected that. But if it started right. speaking like French, I'd be like, holy shit, oh, this, con- no. <laughs> this kangaroo's been places. Wee <laughs> wee, bitch, and then it just sucker punches you. Yeah, that's troubling. That's troubling. Guy, we got off topic again because we're learning about each other and our cultures. See, I'm, but here's the, whenever I was talking about involuntary sleepovers, I'm talking about you getting, you getting trashed and you, and you accidentally have to sleep over at this person's house. Yeah, mm. so you're like talking about just getting just getting blind drunk and and passing out somewhere. Right. That's that's the original. Like couch surfing. Yes. Couch surfing. Drunk couch surfing. You you go to the party, you go to random parties, you get drunk and you're like, "Oh, I can't drive home." And they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" And you're like, "I can't <laughs> do it. I have to stay on your What a great idea. So maybe that's like drunk surfing. Yeah, yeah. Gas is a real term though. I didn't make that up. Just, to, just, to, I'm not sure. No, I believe you. There is an app I I used to be on for a while that was couch surfing, and it was where you could stay at people's places for free. Yeah, it's like Airbnb, but but poor. Yeah, a poor a poor Airbnb. Hmm. How much do you think they would charge for a couch? Like like fifteen bucks, and then but you can only walk <laughs> like from the front door to the couch to the bathroom, and that's it. You have to maintain a certain blood alcohol level. <laughs> <laughs> so that you don't remember anything. You're too sober. There's like a breathalyzer in the app that you like, you take, but it's not a breathalyzer. You just take a picture of your face and they do face mapping of how droopy, droopy you are. <laughs> or better. And like it's a skinner of the couch and it recognizes as soon as your face like changes. That's sober. <laughs> yeah. Or you judge, you judge pictures of, of other people. And if like your, your ratings get higher whenever you get drunker. There you go. I have a little computer next to you. So when, when you're drunker, you rate people more attractively. It has a little picture of people. You just rate their attractiveness and like you're getting, getting too judgy. Get out of here. Yeah, drunk. Right, exactly. <laughs> drunk tender is a dangerous game to play. It's <laughs> uh, so so a better word. I think here's the the other thing I was thinking about was like sleepovers have. There's different versions of it, right? Like as you mentioned, so you have your bro nights in where you're playing the video games. So I was thinking of just calling them B and O's, right? You have your boys nights in, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you have uh, you have your girls' nights in where you're you're gossiping and you're chatting away. I don't I don't really know what what girls do at sleepovers. I imagine I imagine talking about boys. That's what TV tells me. Something like that. <sighs> that's what I'm saying, man. That's what Kyle. We should have asked the girls more questions uh, whenever the uh, guess what you're gonna hate girls were on because we had such an opportunity. <laughs> we're learning about Australians. We should have learned more about. The femininity. I know that was the first time lives. I've ever talked to human women, and I really didn't <laughs> seize the opportunity. I always forget. Yeah, See, I'm it's... not a huge help because all the human women that I know would just be playing D and D when they slept over somewhere. Ooh. So in the middle of a long campaign. So in that case, it's more of you know camping. 
but in yeah. the campaign. Yeah, that's that's where campaign comes from. That oh yeah, <laughs> hey, look at that words. It's always fun to learn. Learn. You want to? You're you're like what's wait wait what's a classier version of us camping? Campaign. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, campaign. I'm laughing, but now I am thinking. Did camping come from campaign? Because that'd probably be the first reason why they'd need to learn how to camp is because campaigns of armies going across. Let's maybe learn something a, here today. Maybe it was just a language fuck up. And they're like, oh, I'm going campaign. Like, camping? <laughs> no. See, I stand by what I said. I got you. So you're saying there's a lady in, in like Georgia who's just like, guys, I can't wait to just go campaign out there. I'm going to go campaign. Yeah, exactly. Get your tent and your army. This is confusing. Get your, get your tan and your and your. That makes that's, that makes a lot of sense though. That's where like where camping comes from. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just it's just camping with weapons. That's that's all it is. Ooh. And I imagine that's the first thing they had to do to fight off the killer kangaroos that existed on your continent. Exactly. Exactly. Eventually, but then once we, we got so used to it, we camp a lot. We got so used to it. Now we just you know we got to keep that those skills up camp frequently well, okay, then well also the government pays us to go out camping and keeping all the <laughs> all the like the keeping track of all the animals out there yes oh my god we had a real thing called the great emu war like that's real i i brought that up to connor when we were prepping this show i said so how much do we talk about the great emu war <laughs> i never i didn't learn anything about that one though i didn't google that one it's honestly it's just something whispered we don't know too much about the details but well, a, well, lot, a lot of lives were lost i think that segues us greatly into our 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 next topic um because something we kyle do you want to do you want to dig us into this one because i think it's it's really subtle and i know you're really good at those yeah sure that those, was like, kind of fun how you kind of started the segue but then you kind of fell off the segue <laughs> yeah i felt really bad because i didn't want to segue both times that was fun though no i was all for it um no speaking of this is how the segue probably would have started speaking of you know kind of whispers throughout your country these are things we don't really hear about enough because in america you know, we're kind of in our own bubble because we're the most important thing that's ever existed in the six billion years of this planet. And we don't get to hear too much from outside of our own borders unless they're trying to get into our borders and then our government tells us that they're evil. So what we want to do is take this opportunity to learn more about, you know, those kind of hidden things about your country that we don't hear, you know, on social media, these secrets that, that you pass along from Australian to Australian, like the fact that your government pays you to sleep outside and camp, which I just learned. So that's a new thing. And I take that as a part of my Australian knowledge. And it goes with the fact that kangaroos are, can kill you and they speak um, in an Australian accent. Well, one of the things is that there is a chain of stores in Australia, which against all the laws of physics is able to hold the biggest sale ever every time you see it. <laughs> if you just like, it's called EB Games. And one of the classic Australian jokes that everyone knows is to walk past the EB Games and say, oh, is there a sale on? I didn't know. So, okay. It's not so it's subtle like, either. They literally enshrine it in stickers. Like the whole storefront is covered in biggest sale ever. TV logo to red. <laughs> it's always there. Do they ever change the stickers? Probably they get different ones that say the same thing. I think that by the looks of it, they just add more on top. Someone's job was to get rid of it. 
tomorrow we're doing another sale anyway. Plop, 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 plop. And then... Until the store extends, <laughs> until the store is meter. covered and it's co- completely covered over, shielding the public from its evil. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Okay, oh, hey, yeah, I heard you guys are having a sale. I really want uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Do you know which one it is?" And he just, "Oh shit!" And they realize they've covered every one of their titles in in a sale sticker. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that, like, if you peel back enough stickers, you could find like a like snake like oh hey well, no. we have snake on sale well no if you peel back the stickers enough you can see that it was originally a dick smith store <laughs> what is a dick <laughs> smith store oh it's a deadline of electronics yeah <laughs> oh i was i thought you were gonna say like a dick like you you realize it was like a dick sporting goods like a completely <laughs> different store just like oh my god i thought this was a video game store and you're like holding up a gun you're like whoa Dick Smith is an electronics retailer that ev- that died eventually. Got it. So it's like our His circuit. His name was Richard Smith. It's Richard Smith. <laughs> also, he makes peanut butter, but, but that's like besides the, the point. Like, like, somebody makes cod pieces or something. Cod pieces or something. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I so the idea that it has a I feel like the only American equivalent we have is mattresses. Mattresses are always on sale in America because we love sleeping and we love fucking but only on mattresses cuz that's the way the good lord intended. So Right. Wait, Kyle, we hadn't we had an EB Games. Did we? I don't remember yeah. any EB Games. We yeah, I swear to god it was EB Games. Uh I'm pretty sure they went under. Um but I'm 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 pretty sure I've gone into one. Yeah, I and, think they're around the world. Yeah. Okay. All I know I, I, I feel like now all we have is GameStop. Yeah, we don't I've never, I've, I've never seen a GameStop. That's just the thing I vaguely heard of. Yeah, it's yeah, it's where everybody I really, stops for the games. I really, I really do like the idea of just just talking about like department stores that you're like, <laughs> do you have Ralphs? <laughs> do you guys have Ralphs over there? Do you have Clint's crazy bargains? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wish Damn. we did. That sounds amazing. I'd like to meet Mr. Clint in our hometown or the town adjacent to it. Um, there is this. Like one retail section that always had the two dollar store, like the giant one, and it just it kept getting shut down and reopening as different ones. So growing <laughs> up, it was Clint's Crazy Bargains, and then it became the warehouse. Maybe it was Crazy Clark's for a while. Oh, yeah, it was Crazy Clark's. Crazy Clark's the warehouse. They're always crazy people. <laughs> I always, I really like the idea that at one point they just called it the warehouse because they were probably like, legally, we're not a store. But if you come in with money, we might let you leave with some things, but we're only a warehouse. And then the queen got involved. Yeah. that's She shut that, shut that down. And that's her only job, and she's doing it so well. That actually is another area of interest. Is it, is Shutting it, down two dollars. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. How important was the royal wedding to to both of you individually? Like, even so, I know on the front side you have to show show your love and affection, but like in your secrets, in your secret corners, was it was it was it a joyous occasion? Yeah. Well, like John John and Daenerys getting together was a really big landmark in the yeah, series. It was. <laughs> Zeb, you might be my favorite person now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was amazing. Just landmark. It was so huge. 
Although it was really odd that they showed them procreating on camera. <laughs> Just like all the royal weddings. <laughs> oh, you were referring to the the other royal wedding that is fabricated by the media. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, fake oh. news. Well, personally, for me, I managed to snag myself a photo with a cardboard cutout of both of them. <laughs> was, was that, pre- all, that was, was pretty that a, good? Was that a crazy Clint's bargain warehouse? No, this was at a law. This was in a law office. <laughs> I like to think it had holes where the faces, though. So, like you and like, oh, I wish like, I should have cut it out. Like, where the royal wedding? <laughs> That's amazing. They're like, oh look, my mom, the queen, and it's just the long white locks. Well, let's not just Daenerys. let's not just walk past Connor's very bad Australian accent. Let's. That wasn't Australian. That was my British. Oh wow! So both bad. Just whatever you were going for. <laughs> you know, I think there is something to do with like this Facebook group called messing with distorting my audio. So whenever you get the raw file, you'll feel it. Yeah, that's where the accent will really shine. Hey, let me try an Australian accent. <laughs> Oi, g'day. I'm here to tell you about the top hits. That's perfect. That was very, very good. It was a bit, it was a bit, it felt a bit too formal. Like, I don't think anybody in Australia actually talks, you know, with that much kind of you know, grace under pressure type of thing. But no, all right, good. listen, it took me years to master that accent. Thank you all for listening <laughs> me to do that, doing that. I know it sounded a lot like Eamon right there, but it was that was Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn this audio forum. And to be fair, we early on in our show, we were talking about that famous um, article about like, oh, if millennials quit spending so much money on avocado toast, than they could afford a house, which was a said by a 30-year-old real estate guy from Australia. And I tried to say his quote in an Australian accent, and it was so, let's just say offensive, that it, it was, but it wasn't offensive specifically to Australia, more of just like language in general. And I, I refuse to um, participate in this accent war that Connor has begun. <laughs> But so, okay, so we've got we've got EB Games sales. So that's something that physically happens in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, What other secrets? Because obviously we know, you know, water doesn't turn the other way because that's a myth that fake news has perpetrated. Sure, it has. Exactly. Yeah. And what else? Um, so you know, t- time is completely relative over there. Like y'all don't have clocks. That's a thing. Hmm. Well, you measure time based on how far it is. It's actually <laughs> you measure time more on distance than time. Okay, about three hours. Of, like it really depends because I live in the city now, and so does Zeb. Out. Kind of, he lives in the small city. But when we both lived out in the country and we're both at the end of this long dirt road, time was a very different thing. I I completely believe that because I I mean at least on road trips time becomes a unit of distance because it's yeah. like, oh, hey, I can, Houston is two hours away. Yeah, it was like that, except um, everywhere yeah. is an hour away. <laughs> just like joy and happiness and safety, are they're just all an hour away. Oh, that, that, that actually brings up the interesting point about the fact that uh, one of the things that I read on Australians, so I'm telling you guys about Australians, even though you are, but... There's not a lot of you guys, so you all have to be like you have to be very kind to all the people around you because you never know who you're going to run into again. And if you do, yeah, you got to be on. Good and you terms. never know when you're going to run into anyone ever again. <laughs> <laughs> With all the distance, there might be a lost interaction. <laughs> like maybe the next time you see that person, they've established a whole another community. 
20 years <laughs> right. later and you need them to have that goodwill so that they can take and you so, in. And so like when the EB Games guy couldn't find you Legend of Zelda and later down the line he's he's his community has gone on and been <laughs> lost to the desolation. He he's come to your community and you say, "Sorry, bub." Yeah, I, I say the Did same it. thing he said to me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he, he's not asking for water. He comes to your community and says, I need Legend of Zelda. Sorry, mate. And then you, you close the you close the big gate on it. Yeah. <laughs> Release the kangaroos from the street. They'll come out punching. <laughs> That's what they're there for. Is so now that actually It's actually, like a zombie apocalypse zombies. <laughs> Can you imagine if y'all had zombie kangaroos? If y'all had terrifying. zombie kangaroos, that would freak me out so much. No, they're fast and agile. Because like there'd be one zombie kangaroo and then probably another one would hop out of its pouch. <laughs> Ooh. Do y'all Never so? Because I lived in Canada and there was a thing. And there was a thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would yes. You, <laughs> what? Would you have so many Australian men just pouched within each other or within the kangaroos? <laughs> like the kangaroo and then the kangaroo and then a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Got Eventually it. a human. Right, and they all speak French. They do, and that's what makes them so scary. So when I lived in Canada, they they would, in the territories during the winter, they would leave cars unlocked in case somebody was being attacked by a moose or a bear so that they could safely get into a car and just, and just whenever they were like in a neighborhood or out and about down a road or something, if there happened to be a car nearby, they could run to it and they know they could get in. Is that some sort of safety protocol that y'all also have adapted? Because it sounds like it's very unsafe down there. Well, like, yes, like we don't know. We lock all our doors still, at least where I am. But like our natural threats are very, like we don't have bears or mooses. Or, our threats aren't big, big threats. It's more like nin like covert ninja stuff. Like, you don't know whether you're going to step on something that's going to kill you. It's not like going to jump on you and you know it's coming. <laughs> so a locked door won't save you from, from the storm. Yeah, in my, in my first house. In fact, that's probably where they are. In the first house I grew up in, there was a hole in the wall that every now and then a snake would just come through. What the hell? <laughs> Is that Politely. a true Be careful. That's, that's the snake hole. Eventually we covered it up with a piece like of paper. A, like the opposite of a glory hole. <laughs> well... <laughs> You could argue those two terms are interchangeable. Did the paper work? Yeah, the paper stopped it. We just didn't have to worry about it anymore. Did it? Did it? Eamon, was it, was it the same snake? Same I mean, like, snake? I, I'm laughing, but, like, I would regularly have snakes in my <laughs> So, I, is this a legitimate thing? Because we all laughed very, we laughed very much at it. But it was, is that a real thing that a snake no. would pop out? Yes, I definitely had a snake popping out of my the wall from the ceiling cavity. Um, it would just like look around and then eventually we'd like have to get it out and then eventually it would come back, things like that. And I like the idea of it checking in on you. Just and like then it, also it pops like, its head out, it like sneaks <laughs> like, oh, hey, how we're doing? The other thing is um, goannas were pretty frequent around the place. Um, and where I lived at least that far out, you didn't really bother having doors that locked and closed properly in the house that I was in because like anyone had to get out there would have to like die of food starvation before they ended up getting to your place to steal anything so like the doors would just like push open if a goanna tried to get in so they would just come in and just like look around and you'd be like uh uh please leave 
Oh, a goanna is a big angry lizard. I can corroborate all that. I had these exact same. Uh, oh, so oh, well, not so... necessarily angry. Like I, I never met an angry lizard. Like they just sort of come through, and you're like, "Ooh, that's a small dinosaur," and it just does its thing, and then you know, please leave. And they usually do. They keep away snakes. They're actually preferable. Like I like the goanna. You gotta be friends. You just don't want to act like a tree because they run up you from scared. So in Australia, you have to decide how you're gonna survive, either with the snake or the lizard, because those are the only options. Yeah, you gotta be nice to them. Like it's gotta. There's less people, so be nice to the snakes, <laughs> and they won't they won't kill you, because <laughs> no one, no one, there's no people around to help. This is you want to get is, the lizards to help you, like in a battle. <laughs> this is absolutely incredible. Like I, I mean, I live in Texas, and we have like mosquitoes and flying cockroaches, and that's about as like freaky as we get. I mean, we have snakes, but they're like you know normal snakes who will bite you and kill you. But like they don't have personality or or any sort of infiltration technique like your animals have developed down there. Oh yeah. Also, um, out where we lived, there was also the swarms. <laughs> sure, of course, of course, there was the swarms. The swarms once a year, roughly. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it timed in with some sort of seasonal thing, but the swarm would come and the flying ants would. Um, encroach your house and be like Indiana Jones. Like if the, the first person would just be a skeleton. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, any light source, they would just swarm it. No, that would just and your ants. house would just be full of flying ants. And then they their wings would fall off as they landed everywhere. And then you, they would just crawl all over you. No, I specifically... that's why I moved to Los Angeles. I moved across the country because nothing lives over here except for humans. This is why I can never play Harry Potter 1 again on PC because I have vivid memories of trying to play it as a kid and solve those <laughs> wizard puzzles while being swarmed by these motherfuckers and like crawling on my face and my mouth and I'm like just a kid trying to play these wizard puzzles. <laughs> Good God. I'm just trying to solve these wizard puzzles, and the answer like, we're trying to help you. They're, like, sneaking into your brain. Yeah. But you're, no, get out of would my face. Would have been face. on, like, a CRT monitor as well, so my face would have just been lit right up for them. <laughs> oh. They saw their oh. target, plain and clear. It's the man in the moon. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all need help? Do y'all want to come here? Oh, we moved far from there. Okay, good. Y'all are good. safe? Yeah, it's fine. We don't get swarms here anymore. Like uh, here in town, it's much better. We were in the in the bush, so it was a bit worse. Well, as long as you're both safe, as long as you're both safe, I think that's a good place for us to uh, to end the show today. Uh, thank you guys so much for for joining us. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your pod? Take it away, Zeb. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> I'm really bad at actually like defining what our podcast is. Um. All right. Um, yeah, Eamon and I, we do a podcast called the But Yeah Podcast. We named it because um, that's how we finish sentences. So that's generally the aim, but we rarely get there. <laughs> it is, I can vouch for it. It is a thoroughly enjoyable, just um, kind of brain cycle because I don't know what, right now y'all's kind of rhyme or reason is that you pick a an holiday, some random holiday that exists on mm. the calendar and explore how we should celebrate that as humans. But really what it ends up being is me learning more about how your brains work. And it's a deep, dark place that I enjoy very much. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. 
Yeah, that's I completely yeah. That show is hard to define. Um it started out as some sort of video experiment where Google's images search would bring up relevant things to what we were talking about and then it would be it would like dive into that. And so like we would be talking and say like shark and then a picture of a shark would come up, but because Google images is weird, it would be like a picture of a guy being eaten by a shark or something and it just it'd sway everything. But that was way too hard to figure out how to actually make into anything. So eventually that finally got killed. I used to get really distracted and just comment on the pictures and then that would cause other pictures and just sort of end up in a bit of a loop with itself. Yeah. That wouldn't be um, it was meant to be an assistant, not a topic. And then, yeah, eventually we just sort of like nestled into the days of the year thing. And so every time it's just whatever the day of the, we pick our favorite day of the year for the release date and we talk about that. And then eventually just tangent off into whatever. Yeah, well, it is. It Any is given day, there's about 10 holidays going. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane the things that y'all find out about. And then Eamon also has another podcast that I've been on, which makes it very good, which yes. is One Letter Better. Yes, one letter better. Um, it's a wordplay podcast where we take titles of things and change them slightly. It's got a little bit more of a direction than But Yeah does. Um, but I do love just talking loosely on the other show. But um, this show has guests from all around the place. Like, And I've just got this huge community of people who want to come on the show and chat. And it's amazing. And even if no one listens, I'm still happy that I get to chat to people about stupid titles of things changed into other things. It is. Aww. It's an absolute blast. You can define it as a pun party, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the best kind of parties, if we're being honest. So, yes, please go check out But Yeah and One Letter Better. They're phenomenal podcasts. Thank you so much, Eamon and Zeb, for, for coming to our show, joining us in this summit. Let's collude together into the future. That's our new phrase. Excellent. And I've got this big box of snacks cool, cool. from our home country to give to you. Here you go. Oh, thank you so much. Here is a, a football um i don't know what to give you um wow. I've, well wow. that's fine i've gotten you this life-size golden statue here you go it's worth billions <laughs> you sound upset that i didn't actually give you snacks <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's about part of me was like oh man is it like is it is i will it so send you some like snacks australia to like send gifts when we've been guests on show, because that, I will invite more people from Australia onto our show. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the international candy store that I know of in my city, buy some American <laughs> snacks, and send you those. <laughs> just, just... You just send us some, like, fucking Snickers in the mail, be like, oh, it's Australian! Yeah, I'll send you some Hershey's bars. Um... <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Awesome. Thank y'all so much. Thanks for having us. Uh, we want to thank again Zeb and Eamon for joining us from the But Yeah podcast. Please go check them out. Um, it's just literally, but yeah, they're hilarious. We really enjoyed having them. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, Please. And also, oh. yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. I didn't, I, I didn't know if you were going to go. We do this every, this is our 20th episode, Connor. And one day we're going to get this damn thing down. Mm -hmm. We've got this. Subscribe and leave a rating. <laughs> yep. Subscribe and leave us a, a, a nice big fat five star rating. Especially and tell us if you, what you love about. Especially the pod. if you like the butt, yeah, guys. Then give us a rating, thanking us for showing you them, and then go over to their podcast and leave them a re rating. You can also follow us on Twitter at mwordpod and on me and Kyle's Instagram. Uh, I am that at that boy Connor and Kyle's is at Kyle the Turner. 
And you can also send us an email just like a frustrated millennial. With just tell us your problems that you got. They don't have to be big. They don't have to be small. They can be medium. Just send them to us. You can send that to us at ck at mwordpod.com. We also want to thank Cindy Martinez for the cover art. Her Instagram for more glorious cover art is at with love Cindy. And we also want to thank Grant O'Brien for our intro music, Millennial Juice Fluid. It gets jacked up every time. And also our outro music, Ballad of a Dusty Boy, which is going on right now. For those who are getting our secret secrets on Patreon, you can check us out on patreon.com slash mwordpod and support us by giving as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, you can get you can get some of those goodies every week. Thanks again so much for listening. And as we always say, polar bears. Huh? You didn't think we were going to bring that up again. <laughs> Is that a polar bear? That's a Chewbacca bear. Fucking a, cho- pol- a choler bear? Oh, that's a new a thing. A bear. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.